Welcome to the Locked On White Sox podcast. I am your host, Herb Lawrence. You're asking yourself out there, who is Herb Lawrence? Well, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I am the 670 The Score in Chicago nighttime producer, executive producer of all the programming that goes on at night. So either it's uh, Bulls basketball on the score, I'm executive producer of that. Uh, Cubs baseball on the score, I'm the executive producer of that. And I know you're saying to yourself, like, why is a Cub producer doing the White Sox podcast show on the Locked On Network? Good question. I'm a lifelong White Sox fan. At least since I was 12 years old, I've been a White Sox fan. So that's around 1990, 1991 is when I started becoming a White Sox fan. And I've had a passion for them ever since. If you follow me on Twitter, it's Ecknerwall23, which is Lawrence spelled backwards to 23 is in reference to my favorite baseball player of all time, and that is Robin Ventura, my favorite White Sox baseball player of all time. There's others that have eclipsed him since I was a child, namely Mike Trout, who is the best player of all time, in my humble opinion, the one I've seen in, with my own eyes, at least. But Hector Wall 23 on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, that's pretty much my whole thing. You want to send me an email? Send me an email at ectorwall 23 at gmail. That's where you can find me. That's for this show, too. It's like If you have any questions for me, uh, specific things you want to hear from me, White Sox-wise, we can do this. This is an interactive podcast. You are my co-pilot sometimes, as David Chuser likes to say. I'm a solo host for now. Hopefully, we'll get a co-host in here, hopefully one in particular. But for now, it's just me, just you. And if you follow me on Twitter, like I was saying, you know me as maybe a pessimistic White Sox fan. I like to think myself as a realist fan. The White Sox have just given me a lot of ammo for what I've been saying on Twitter, and they've been proving me right time after time with their bad moves, their frugal ways of doing business. So my follow is kind of a caustic one. You won't like me if you're more into a uh, positivity tip or you want some things uh, uh, coated up in a certain way and you want some some turds polished, that's not me. So you could turn the podcast off right now if you think that I'm that guy. More of a guy that thinks more independently, freely, and tells you what I think unfiltered. Um, this show is pretty much going to be that. It's going to be guests who come on, who I like in the White Sox Twitter sphere and the White Sox universe. It could be you. It could be a guy like P. Knowles, who from the Sox Machine, any of the guys from the Sox Machine, I love that. You should follow them. You should give them your attention. They're very smart over there. It can be guys from the 108. I love those guys. It could be Barstool Dave. I have not vetted out any of these guys. I'm just putting out names that guys I would want. Steve Nelson, I would love to have on. Steven Nelson from the MLB Network. Just guests that talk White Sox, that love the White Sox like me and you do. And we'll express those opinions, you know. On the score, I'm executive producer of some shows, but it's nighttime programming, so we do a lot of shows that are Cubs and Bears-centric. White Sox really don't get a lot of run because, you know, frankly, they haven't been the story. If there's a White Sox story, I don't shy away from it. And there's no directive by Mitch or anybody here at the score that says we have to talk about something specific. We talk about what the story is of the day, so... White Sox haven't given us a lot of ammo in the last couple of years. Hopefully this changing with this offseason. And that's what this show is going to be. 
It's going to be what I think and what my guests think the White Sox should do with this offseason, the most critical of the rebuild. Because I think most of us agree that the rebuild should be over or fading away. It should be time to compete in 2020. This 2019-2020 offseason we're having right now is the most vital of the ones that we've had so far. We see the team is ascending in the right way. It's time for guys like Yohan Mankata. It's time for guys like Tim Anderson. Time for guys like Giolito, Cease, Kopech coming back next year to have some hope while they're having good years and saying, you know what, we got some guys that are here and our front office cares about us enough to go and get some supplemental pieces to help us ascend to where the Houston Astros are right now, where the Washington Nationals are right now in the World Series. And I'm recording this on a Thursday evening while the football game is on. And right now the Nationals have a 2-0 lead in the series. Who would have thought a wildcard team like that, a team that didn't make the playoffs last year with like 83 wins, would ascend to the World Series and are going home with a 2-0 lead? That's where we want to be, White Sox fans. I know that's where you want to be. So this is the podcast that we're going to be discussing, this first podcast today, about where I think the White Sox should be next year and the players they should acquire to get them there. I will start after the break with my first two players that I want the White Sox to acquire right here on the Locked On White Sox podcast. Thank you for listening to the Locked On White Sox podcast. And if you know me, you know that I like to travel around this great country of ours watching baseball games, in particular our White Sox, at different stadiums. And people ask me all the time, Herb, how do you get access to these games? VividSeats.com and the Vivid Seats app. You know Vivid Seats. They're the online ticket marketplace that gives you and me the ability to see live entertainment anywhere we go. Of course, it's me, Tanny, Brendan. We go to baseball games mostly and see stadiums. But if you want to go and see a concert, you want to go and see a a play, uh, your favorite artist is out there, a hip-hop artist, go download the Vivid Seats app right now. Go to your Apple store, go to your Google Play store, search the event you want, and buy them. They have a really good prices, and it's an easy purchasing experience. And this is the most important part. All Vivid Seat confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. 100% guarantee. So download the app now. Be automatically enrolled in their rewards loyalty program. And I got a special thing for you. Enter the promo code postseason at the checkout and you could get up to a hundred dollar discount yes that's right into the promo code postseason at the checkout and you could get up to a hundred dollar discount on your purchase go download vivid seats app right now Welcome back to the Locked On White Sox podcast. I am your host, Herb Lawrence. Before the break, we teased a little bit about what type of players will help the White Sox ascend to the level of the Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros who are currently playing in the World Series. I have a particular guy I want to start the free agent signing off for the White Sox. This guy is a highly sought-after pitcher, big-time pitcher. Best seasons were in Houston. He's a Texas guy, 
you know, he's not the guy you're thinking of right now. I know you're thinking of Garrett Cole. I've started this offseason on Twitter, and anybody who can listen on the score saying I wanted Garrett Cole as a White Sox target in the free agency market. But I've shifted off of Garrett Cole now. The reason being, it's not because Garrett Cole is not a top-notch pitcher, not the best target out there, including everybody who is a free agent this year. He's the number one target for many teams. One of the reasons why I don't think we'll get him, firstly. And then second reason why I don't think we'll get him is because of Jerry Reinsdorf's long-held belief that you don't give pitchers long-term deals over four years. So I won't get my mind wrapped around getting Garrett Cole. I won't hold their feet to the fire if they don't get Garrett Cole. Another reason why I actually don't want Garrett Cole on the White Sox is because the last two years, playing for a good team has its rewards, but it also has its downsides. And Garrett Cole has pitched 450 innings these last two seasons, 200 each in the regular season, and then Houston's a good team, so they're going to play extra games in the postseason. So he's pitched extra pitches in these postseasons. 2017, he pitched 200. He pitched 200 innings in 2018. He pitched 212 in 2019 in the regular season. And now add all those playoff innings, those real high-stress innings he's pitched in the playoffs. It's over 450 the last two years, and I think he'll still be a good pitcher. No doubt about that. I'm not saying that. He'll be 100% a good pitcher. But will he live up to the contract that a team's going to sign him for the future? I'm sure he's going to lo- want to break the bank, and he should. Looking for 250 280 $300 million for a full-time contract. You don't pay players for what they've done. You pay players for what they're going to do. I just feel that Garrett Cole will be a pitcher. Hmm, It won't be a pitcher like Jake Arrieta, but Jake Arrieta has fallen off the table after having two devastatingly great years for the Cubs, like all-time great years. But those years of extra playoff games, 2015, 2016, 2017, those extra years on our arm take a toll. And the guy's going to slow down. He's going to have little injuries. He's not going to be the guy that he was before. And Garrett Cole, yeah, he's still in his prime, but I don't want to pay him. And it's not my money, but I look for value in the signing. And this is why I tease that you want a Texas guy. You want a guy that had his best career years in Houston. And so I want... Dallas Keuchel, who had a decent half year out there in Atlanta when he signed halfway through the season with the Atlanta Braves. He's going to be 32 years old this year, this next upcoming year. I think Jerry Reinser, Kenny Williams, Rick Hahn could sign a guy like a guy who is Dallas Keuchel for hmm, 80, 90, 100 million dollars for five year contract. And it won't break their whole long-standing belief that you don't pay pitchers for a certain amount of years because he's already 32. He can't expect to get a long-term contract past four to five years. And he's not exactly like Mark Burley, but if there's a pitcher that reminds you of Mark Burley, it is Dallas Keuchel. He induces a lot of ground ball contact. He is a little bit better strikeout guy than Mark Burley was, 
but he's a gold glover just like Mark Burley was, a multiple-time gold glover like Mark Burley was. And the thing about this, Mark Burley, after his year 32 season, was still Mark Burley. He was Mark Burley pretty much until he retired at 36 years old. So there's a track record of actual success of a guy that I'm comparing him to. And they both have hard-to-spell names. So White Sox fans, you'll feel at home with Keuchel, as you did with Burley, misspelling his name until he retires as a White Sox player. So, yeah, I don't want the big-time guy. I would love the big-time guy if they have fight, if the White Sox finally went out and signed the biggest free agent in the market. I'll be shocked. I would eat my words. I would be a make a mea culpa to Rick Hahn, to Kenny Williams, to Jerry Reinsdorf, anybody at the White Sox that I've uh, disparaged about being a frugal team, about being a dumb team. I would kiss their feet, do all those things. But I know who they are, and I just laid out the the point that I really don't fault them if they don't get Garrett Cole. But a guy like Dallas Keuchel is affordable and would produce results for what you're going to pay him for. So that is my not my first target. It is a guy that I would say you have to see what he's talking about financially and then try to acquire his services because he knows how to pitch and he pitches the contact. Our infield defense is pretty solid. Timmy has struggled a little bit, but if we can pick up the ball for his ground balls, he should be successful in his years in Chicago. My number one priority, if you've been listening to me on the score when I chime in a couple times on Julie DeCaro's show or Joe Ostrowski's show or whenever I get my chance to speak on the air on my own time, this is the guy I've been speaking about for years now. Years. It's not a secret who it is. It's Anthony Rendon. Anthony Rendon, third baseman. You see him right now playing for the Washington Nationals. Why would I want Anthony Rendon on the White Sox when we already have a third baseman, Herb? What the hell are we going to do with Yohan Mancata? These are good problems people with good teams have. You saw when Derek Jeter was on the Yankees, they brought over Alex Rodriguez and they put him somewhere else. They put him at third base. Good players are always welcome. I would love for the White Sox to do one thing is to not only go for players that are in open positions. So we got to go for Ozuna because he's an outfielder, a corner outfielder. We need a corner outfield spot. We need to go for this DH type, Cole Calhoun, because he's a left-handed hitter. We need a left-handed hitter, and he's a corner outfielder. No. Go after the best players available and then suss it out afterwards of where everybody else is going to play. But Herb... You and Mancata played poorly when he was at second base. And so that means if he goes back to second base, he'll play poorly again. There's no correlation. There's no causation to that. You have no, no proof that he was, because he was at second, he couldn't hit as well as he did when he hit at third base last season. If you Mancata goes back to second and we have acquire Anthony Rendon, or if you want to put Anthony Rendon at second, I don't give a damn. Get good players. Put them in the lineup. And then let the other teams worry about, damn, they have Yohan Mancata and Anthony Rendon instead of they have Yohan Mancata and Pablo Azuna's cousin. And by the way, Marcelo Azuna is Pablo Azuna's cousin, so you know he's coming here. 
You know he is coming here. Damn, we got to get that fucker. Fuck, I don't want him. Sorry for the cussing, but, you know, I barely get a cuss on this on the radio, so I'm going to cuss a couple times here on the Locked on White Sox podcast. I appreciate you tuning in for my passion and my fury about the White Sox because they're my favorite team. Out of all the teams that I love, the Bears, the Illini football, Illini basketball, the White Sox are the team that I get the most hyped up about. It's because I have the most fun with the White Sox. I've had the best day of my life. It's October 26, 2005. That'll be the best day of my life for a while. Until I have kids or get married, Those day, that day where they won two games, game three at the end of the game where the Jeff Blum home run won it for us, and then winning the World Series with a RBI single by Jermaine Dye, best day of my life. That's why I get passionate about these White Sox. That's why, because they bring me so much joy, and they also bring me so much pain. It's the... It's the conundrum of the White Sox, and I know you feel the same way, or else you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So I appreciate you listening. This has been the first episode of the Locked On White Sox podcast. Sorry for yelling so much. I'm just passionate. I'm hyped about this White Sox offseason. We need to get this right for you fans, for me, for my sanity, and get one more, at least one more before we leave this earth. I'm 40 years old. I can live another 40 years, hopefully. We get one more. I won't be satisfied. But I'll be happy as fuck. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. But before I leave, I want to tell you guys about BlueChew.com. Yes, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Let's talk about sex. No, not the salt and pepper song. You remember back in the day when you were ready and it was just on and popping? You want to recapture that feeling? Then you have to buy Blue Chew. Increase your energy, your performance, and have extra confidence in the bed. I've ordered my Blue Chew, and you can too, because Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. They can take them anytime, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they can work up to twice as fast as the pill, so be ready whenever the moment strikes you. Right now, we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast.